from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you live from the South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa in fabulous Las Vegas on a Tuesday, this eighth day of June. And we've got some developing news out of the NFL West, the continuing story of Aaron Rodgers, NFL Network's Tom Pelissero, and ESPN's Adam Schefter reporting on Monday that they did not expect Aaron Rodgers to show up at the Green Bay Packers minicamp. Apparently that has been confirmed. He did not show up today. Pelissero reports this. He could be fined by the team up to a little over $93,000 for missing out on the training camp, but uh, he is officially a holdout at this point. Coach Matt LaFleur is expected to address the media any minute now. It was uh, reported that it was going to be at 11 a.m. Central Time. That would be right about now. We haven't seen anything just yet. But a couple weeks ago, you and I were seeing this graphic as far as what the odds are and which team Aaron Rodgers would fall into for the upcoming NFL season. And the Packers were a favorite, not a huge favorite, about minus 140. But as this continues to go on and now this uh, latest development with minicamp, it seems like they're headed towards plus money possibly. Yeah, I mean, could be the fact that if the longer this goes, you're wondering, okay, that something is going to happen and eventually they're going to maybe get fed up with each other. But I think ultimately he's going to be back in Green Bay. Obviously, financially, it's better for him to do so to go ahead and return to the Green Bay Packers. We've discussed that ad nauseum over the last few weeks right here on Beeson. But uh, you know, I didn't expect that he was going to be at minicamp at this standpoint. He's been doing a lot of other stuff. He's been doing his Jeopardy hosting and now uh, about to get married, apparently just got engaged to a Hollywood actress. So a golf you know, match. Yeah, a golf match coming up. Obviously, the uh, match with uh, Bryson and, and, and Tom Brady and Phil Mickelson. So he's got that coming up. So he's not, I don't think, in any rush here necessarily. I mean, he's going to get the the fine for the mini camp i think that's just kind of a drop in the bucket maybe match that donation to a charity of its choice uh that green bay goes ahead and takes from him in terms of money but 
I think he's ultimately going to be back. There has not been the move yet. I don't think there's the urgency right now for the Packers to trade him, but there's still a lot of time obviously left before the end of July in terms of when you actually get into training camp. So probably a little bit of a panic button here, at least early on, but I think ultimately he's going to be back. Like I mentioned, it was minus 140 that he would remain with the Green Bay Packers. I feel that he'll probably stay there as well. But as this continues to go on, you wonder how much this latest development affects those odds. If he is headed towards even money or even plus money to stay with the Green Bay Packers. How about the New York Knicks? Tom Thibodeau was announced as the NBA Coach of the Year on Monday night. I know both Mitch Moss and Polly Howard cashed that ticket. That was very cool. There were really three or four very vital viable candidates, I thought, for this award, West, but I like the selection. Is it influenced by the big Nork, uh, New York media hub? Maybe a little bit, but I think overall it's great for the Knicks because Thibodeau really gave those basketball fans in the Big Apple a lot of hope this season. And I do think the big market plays a part in it here. He's certainly deserving. There are a couple others as well. I think Monty Williams at mm-hmm. Phoenix, absolutely deserving as well. You could obviously make an argument for for Steve Nash, even though they have that super team and that big three, he is a first-time head coach, so you can make an argument for him, Quinn Snyder, but the big market, I think, probably helped because I think we've been waiting so long, or at least the mainstream media in sports has been waiting so long for the New York Knicks to kind of become relevant, and they've been irrelevant, really, for the better part of the last few years, so Tom Thibodeau, I think, did change the culture within that team. You saw players get better under him, just like you did when he was with the Chicago Bulls. I mean, you obviously saw Julius Randle raise his game up a level. R.J. Barrett showed improvement. They had the right mix of veterans who kind of knew how Tom Thibodeau worked, bringing in Todd Gibson and bringing in Derrick Rose to kind of say, hey, here's what makes this guy tick, and to get these other players to buy in. So, you know, the Knicks, I think, had a very good season, even though they got beaten five games in the first round by the Atlanta Hawks. I think it's nothing more than a successful season for the Knicks. I think, look, this is still a very young team with new pieces trying to mesh together. It takes a little time, and sometimes you have to go through that playoff pain, Uh, and that's what the New York Knicks really have done. So you kind of saw the odds gradually go down. This is his second time winning this award. Back in 2011, he clearly won this with Chicago. So very good spread record, even better against the spread than they were at 41-31 and in the regular season. So... I don't really have any gripe with this choice, Brady. Well, and you look there on the graphic back in March, as high as 33-1 to to win the NBA Coach of the Year award, and then on May 22nd, all the way down to just a 2-1 to choice. He cashes all those tickets as the NBA Coach of the Year. Let's continue in the NBA. What we saw on Monday, it was game one between the three-seed Denver Nuggets and the number two-seed Phoenix Suns. The series price prior to Monday's tip was the Phoenix Suns' favored to win the series at minus 190. Denver was at plus 155. And Wes, this game was tied for what seemed like forever. We, we finally got to the end of the first half and Denver was up by just one point. But then Phoenix really kicked it into gear in the second half. 122 to 105, your final. The Suns get the win and the cover and the game goes over the total. I made an observation that got me, I guess, some mild blowback on social media last night. Just a couple people responded, but I said Nikola Jokic is deserving to be the MVP of the NBA, and he probably is going to get that, keeping that team together when Jamal Murray went out with that torn ACL for the rest of the season. But I think Chris Paul had been more valuable to his team. And people, you know, kind of didn't get that and felt that didn't make any sense. Well, it's like if you really just kind of take some time to think about it, it absolutely makes perfect sense. Chris Paul in, I mean, the Western Conference this year, if you didn't watch the entire season, by the way, this Phoenix Suns team did get the two seed. They did not make the playoffs last year. And they had the same young core with Booker and Aiden. Yeah, have they raised their games and improved individually? Absolutely. But what has helped them improved is having a leader like Chris Paul. And we've seen Phoenix, even in that Lakers series, they haven't really necessarily always needed him to score. They just need him to run the offense. And he's a guy that very much takes his time running the offense. 
offense. I always say he doesn't work by the hour. 94.7 was the pace. So it was not exactly a breakneck pace in this game last night. But you look at what Chris Paul gave you scoring. He gave you the 11 assists. He gave you the six rebounds that he's going to be able to do as really as really one of the best point guards in the league. But he also shot 8 of 14 from the floor and gave you 21 points. And if Chris Paul is giving you scoring, because you still got to respect him as a defense. You still got to be able to guard him. If he's going to give you scoring, you know Devin Booker's going to give you scoring. You know DeAndre Ayton's probably going to give you something. But really, all five starters gave you something. Mikael Bridges gave you 23 points. Jay Crowder gave you 14 points. So when you have that kind of balanced scoring, this team is going to be very tough to beat. And I did lay the $2, actually just under $2 in terms of the series price before game one. So got some good equity here. They were able to get to the rim. One of the things that I think concerns you for the Denver Nuggets is now this is where your backcourt depth is really going to take a hit because we know that obviously Murray has been out. Will Barton has yet to return. P.J. Dozier has yet to return. So you've basically got Austin Rivers, Monty Morris. Monty Morris is a decent defender, but Austin Rivers and Campazzo, not the best of defenders. So that's really going to hurt your depth. And that makes uh, Nikola Jokic to have to do so much him and Michael Porter jr. And is that going to be enough to carry this team with that backcourt depth uh, having really taken a hit? And I don't think that it is. I, I do expect that this series is probably going to go at least six or seven games. I don't think this series is over by any stretch, but I did like Phoenix here. I just felt that they were going to cause these guys problems, especially just not having that many guys in the backcourt to guard these guys. Well, it's interesting. You say, if this is going to go six or seven games. Uh, and, of course, there are prices on the exact outcome of this series. Now, Phoenix has been moved to a minus 375 favorite to continue on and win this series. Again, um, up one game to none. Denver on the take back is 3-1 to one to come back and win this series. Again, down just a game. If you think the Nuggets are going to win this 4-2, to two, that's 8-1. to one. The Nuggets in seven games would be 7-1. to one. The Suns in seven games, 4-1. to one. So, some interesting options there, depending on how you see this series unfolding from here on out. Game two out in the East, the two seed Nets defeat the Milwaukee Bucks to take a two nothing series lead over Milwaukee. And this was uh, really over from the very beginning, 125 to 86, your final Brooklyn. Now again, takes a two nothing series lead prior to this game. The series price was Brooklyn minus 225. Obviously that is much larger now, but Milwaukee, uh, I, I, they were a small favorite. They actually went off as mm -hmm. a one- or two-point favorite in this game. Nets win outright as a small dog. The game stays well under the total, which closed around 236. Yeah, all that closing line value meant absolutely nothing. I took the Bucks <laughs> plus two in this game, thinking it was a bounce back. They do go off almost as a two-point favorite. Did not matter. They absolutely got dominated. Game goes well under the total for the second straight game in a row. So you saw kind of a big adjustment from game one I think it went to it was at 239 at the close of business for game one then it was about 234 233 and a half got bet up again last night I think betters were kind of playing zigzag on the over under never even came close you look at at Brooklyn 21 threes, uh, 21 out of 42 against eight of 27 for Milwaukee. Second straight game in a row that the Bucks have really shot abysmally from beyond the arc. And the pace was not even really that fast. It was actually slower in the Phoenix Denver game last night, 93.3 in this game. So obviously the Nets office off offensive efficiency, rather their marks are absolutely great. Uh, when you're at that low of a pace and still being able to score 125 points, Milwaukee, just 14 of 57 on three point shooting so far they also have 30 turnovers against the Nets defense that when we previewed this series we were like well both these teams have issues defensively you know Brooklyn's going to have issues on the inside Garden Giannis they don't really have a guy that's going to be able to stop him from getting what he wants but so far the turnovers have been stopping him and I think the the offense that the Bucks have been running have been stopping Giannis Giannis averaged 39 points in the regular season against the Brooklyn Nets uh, nowhere near that right now and Got to give credit to Steve Nash here. First time head coach. I think he's kind of been outmaneuvering Mike Buttonholzer a little bit here. And one of the things that was pointed out that I noticed, and then when Draymond Green notices it, a guy that's been a great player in this league, that gives it more credibility. 
They kind of use Giannis a little bit too much as a ball handler, I think Milwaukee does, in that pick and roll. They don't use him as the screener enough. And it's like, when you use him as the ball handler, you can double him. Nobody's going to be able to guard him on the Brooklyn Nets one-on-one, but you can double him and you can force him to make some questionable decisions and make some of the other guys beat you. And the other guys absolutely are not stepping up. I did take uh, Milwaukee for the series at $2 before this series began. And I've got good equity in the other series we talked about just a minute ago. Not so much here. This might be just kind of write it off here. I think I don't think the Bucks are going to get swept. But, man, I have you, you can't really like what you see with this team. No, it, it's been surprising, especially for game two. And, and I thought the odds makers were correct in making them a slight favorite. I figured they would bounce back. They did not in a big way. And now Brooklyn is a minus 500 favorite to win this series and you mentioned they might take a game or so that's actually the favorite for the exact outcome Brooklyn winning this series four games to one at BetMGM is plus 220 on the NBA playoff hardwood this evening we've got game one between the Los Angeles Clippers and the Utah Jazz the Utah Jazz the number one seed the Clippers the number four seed 7 p.m. Pacific 10 p.m. Eastern the series price is Utah minus 140. The take back on the Clippers is plus 115. And the game one price, Jazz favored on their home court tonight by four. Total is 220 and a half. I am going to wait to bet the Clippers series because I do like the Utah Jazz here in game one. Clippers come off that grueling seven-game series. You've got the Jazz who's had about a week of rest, so it's that old rest versus rust question, and both of them can play out, but... Look, when you look at teams that win game seven and then they have a game one in the following series, those teams are about 40% straight up. So the Clippers are not in a very good situation. So the Jazz in about a 60% situation to go ahead and rip, win this outright. Add in the home court advantage, which is one of the best in the NBA historically over the years. Add in the altitude. And I think they've got a big advantage here. You've got to deal with the quickness of Donovan Mitchell. You've got to deal with Rudy Gobert's size. So, look, I do think the Clippers kind of got their scare, and I do lean to them a little bit for the series. And if I get a decent price after game one, I'll go ahead and jump in. But I like the Utah Jazz here at home they're laying about four maybe you want to look at the uh, small money line that's possible here at about a dollar 65 dollar 70 ish is what I'm seeing in the market so I like Utah in game one but I like clips for the series all right let's take a look at game two out east with the five seed Hawks at the number one seed Philadelphia 76ers 430 Pacific 730 Eastern the Hawks upset Philadelphia in game one they have a one game to none series lead the series price is now a pick'em at minus 110 either way. Tonight's game has Philadelphia as the favorite at home laying six points with a total of 223 and a half. Yeah, and maybe some questions about Philadelphia right now because if you look, obviously he wasn't 100%, but Joel Embiid gave Philadelphia 39-9 and in the first game. What more do you want the guy to do? He's plus 13 and the plus minus, and Philadelphia had to rally just to get it competitive, so I didn't know really yet what to do for the side. This might be where I go a little bit prop hunting. I know Philadelphia will be a popular play on the zigzag year. They're now up to six after they were five and a half in the overnight, but I don't know if I'm so sure to want to lay this against the Atlanta Hawks. They got something going on down there, and they got some momentum, and they have some confidence. So probably going to stay away from the side here, and when we get into the props later, I will be looking into prop betting for this particular game. You talked about the money line on Utah. Maybe a money line bet here on Philadelphia. I agree with you. I don't necessarily want to get involved in laying the points here. I do kind of expect them to even up the series, and, and you're right as well. Atlanta's been red hot. Very impressive how they took care of the New York Knicks. We'll get to some hockey talk. The Stanley Cup playoffs roll on as we roll on right here on the Lombardi line on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. I bet you're smart. Yeah, and you like to hold your own in the group chat. We can help you drop even more knowledge. My name is Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. We host a daily news podcast called Post Reports. Every weekday afternoon, Post Reports takes you inside an important and interesting story with the kind of reporting that you can only get from The Washington Post. You can listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. Go find it now and hit follow. and baseball games every week. It's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada, the premier sports betting app. BetMGM has all your favorite wagering options along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you inside the Lombardi line on a Tuesday talking a little playoff hockey and out of the East Division, the second round, Game 5, the New York Islanders defeat the Boston Bruins 5-4 to on Monday night to take a 3-2 series lead. They got this one done, Wes, in Boston, and now the Isle head back home to try and close out this series in six games. It's really been impressive stuff out of this Islanders club. Yeah, the power play absolutely carried the Isles last night. Three of four on their opportunities for 75%. That's going to get it done every single time. If you look at some of the stats here, Boston Bruins, 44 to 19 shots on goal advantage. So usually you don't see that lopsided of, a, of an SOG advantage and then not go ahead and win the game. But uh, Bruins a uh, little bit loose of the puck, and I think the Islanders were the more physical team of the two, and that's what Barry Trotz wants to do. He wants to kind of make this into a physical game. This was a very high-scoring game. Uh, I was on the over, and then I took the I took the Bruins live. It didn't quite get there at a big number, but New York Islanders going to have a chance to close these guys out at the Nassau Coliseum. And who would have expected that? It looked like the Boston Bruins were going to run away where it's like, okay, the Isles went through that series with Pittsburgh. Now they're going to be up against it here. You did see Tuka Rask uh, did get chased from the game. Very rare, up, very rare that he does that. Gave up four goals on 16 shots. Jeremy Swayman in relief I thought was very solid. He got that, scored on immediately, though. He, he did, but then he kind of settled in. And look, the Bruins cut it to 5-4. to four pulled the uh, empty net for the extra attacker. We're not able to get home, but 
it was just yeah, it was it was a little bit surprising, I thought to me, for the uh New York Islanders to get there because you don't think that they necessarily have the offensive talent to match the Boston Bruins and they don't. But look, you're taking advantage of some puck luck, and sometimes that's what you need in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But I don't think that this is a fluke. This is a very good team. But now the Islanders are going to be minus 225, B's plus 175. And probably, uh, if, if you want to bet the Boston Bruins, you're going to be paying a tax here on the road tomorrow night where they're going to be laying about $1.30, $1.35. It kind of reminds me a little bit of that Clippers-Mavericks series mm-hmm. where the Clippers were down 3-2 to two last Friday, and then they went to uh, Dallas to play, and they, they were like two-and-a-half or three-point favorites, I think, at closing time before opening tip. Kind of the same principle at the Bruins here. I would rather take the Bs on the series price at about $1.75 necessarily than lay it in this spot. So that would be the approach I would take tomorrow evening. Yeah, I said from the start I expected this to go six or seven games, so I agree with you. If you can get plus 175, you expect it to go seven games. You've got a shot at a nice price. In the north, the second round, game four between the Jets and the Canadiens, and Montreal pulls off the sweep. Of course, Winnipeg swept Edmonton to advance to the second round. Now they're the victim of the sweep, getting swept by Montreal. The Habs have now, West won seven straight playoff games, and they are the first team to represent in the Final Four. Who the heck would have thought that the Montreal Canadiens would be the first team in the Final Four? Not only because the Canadiens didn't win that division and the Leafs looked like they were going to be the overwhelming favorite to win that North division, but also the fact that they started late. I think they started this Canadian division series. They started them like three or four days after everybody else in the national hockey league. And here you have the Montreal Canadians waiting with a four Oh sweep over Winnipeg. And it hasn't just been Carey price. Carey price has obviously been brilliant. And we know that a hot goaltender can take you pretty far in the Stanley cup playoffs. But you look at last night, Winnipeg was down three Oh, and it just seemed like reality had set in. I know they did come back to tie it at two to two Montreal Canadians. 42 to 16 in terms of shots on goal you would think okay when you're up 3-0 maybe you kind of let up a little bit you got a little bit of room to breathe and we can maybe get by with maybe not necessarily our a effort but they absolutely did winnipeg also gave away the puck 26 times so it was a combination of i think montreal being sharp and winnipeg having reality set in and it just like they mentally had thrown in the towel at that standpoint and you've got a preseason ticket uh future ticket on montreal i do boy i thought that was deader than a doornail it is very much live at least to the final four here you've got some opportunity to hedge now as they have reached the final four in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. We'll talk about the games on the ice for your Tuesday night when we return. Every day we're posting the latest betting splits on every game in the major sports with current odds and what percentage of the bets and the money are being placed on each game. Check this information daily to find out which games are seeing the most tickets written and if that matches the money coming in on those same games to help you find a betting edge. And of course, we have all the odds, data, and analysis for every game as well. Start your next sports bet at vsin.com. Brady Cannon and Wes Reynolds with you, and we move to the ice for what is in action in the playoffs tonight on your Tuesday in the Stanley Cup. Second round out of the Central Division. Game five between the Tampa Bay Lightning. They will be in Raleigh to take on the Carolina Hurricanes. 3.30 Pacific, 6.30 Eastern time. Tampa Bay leads this series three games to one, and they are now minus 1,000 to close this out and win this series. As far as tonight's game, the Caney 
Maniacs are underdogs. The Tampa Bay Lightning, a slight favorite on the money line here at minus 125 West. That's really the high watermark in the market there at BetMGM. Consensus price is about minus 120, and your total is five and a half. I haven't bet this yet. I do lean Tampa Bay Lightning in the spot. I'm waiting to kind of see how this injury update is going to work out for Carolina. Of course, we know Nico Niederreiter, Vincent Trocek have been out for the last couple games, as has Warren Fegley. You may have one or two of those guys come back, and then the price kind of compresses here. But I do like uh, uh, Tampa in this scenario here. And this game actually was on Saturday afternoon, and we were watching this on the green zone. Dave Ross was in for you as you were taking some well-deserved time away from uh, from VEASAN for the weekend. And we were just amazed at how wild this game. It seemed like every time we tried to move on to a different topic, there was another goal in the second, second period. period right? Yeah, it was like one Eight nothing goals. after the first. And I had the over at five and a half for the game plus money. And I was like, eh, I'm a little bit behind here, but I'm not going <laughs> to panic. But I did not expect four to four in the second period by these two teams. And you just had goal after goal after goal. Tampa Bay in game four, three more power play goals. And that's really been the difference in this series. Tampa Bay, 41.2% on the power play in the playoffs over 10 games, which is that's absolutely really phenomenal. Wow. And when you look at what Carolina did and why they were able to be at the top of this this uh, central division, really kind of a Southeast division because the main four teams were Carolina, Tampa Bay, Nashville, and of course the Florida Panthers. One of the reasons why Carolina ended up topping that division in the regular season is because they were the best on special teams. When you combine that penalty kill percentage plus that power play percentage, they were the best in all of the National Hockey League. They have not been in this series because they've been outscored 6-2 to two on special teams in that power play uh, situation. So what you look with Tampa Bay and the reason why they're so dangerous, of course, number one, you didn't have Nikita Kucherov all year until the playoffs, so obviously he is going to help. Steven Stamkos, uh, you didn't have for the last month or month and a half. You have Braden Point, who can really finish in the middle. Victor Hedman, the D-man, usually kind of quarterbacks that power play. And then you have Alex Killorn. Tampa Bay just kind of has an embarrassment of riches when you look at guys that can score on this power play unit. They find seams. They're very patient in terms of opening up the defense. It's not just being reckless in terms of shooting the puck. They're really trying to, you know, generate movement and they'll be patient and they'll take their time and they will get great shots. And that's what they have really done so far. If you look in terms of like the five on five, it's been a little bit more even mm -hmm. in terms of like when you look at expected goals is something I kind of look at here in the NHL. I think Tampa Bay has 6.9 on the expected goals and Carolina 6.75. Carolina is a team that the metrics and the numbers guys always really like, but they kind of always underachieve in terms of their expected goals where they score a little little bit less than than that number would indicate and you just look you, you wonder if Carolina I'm sure they're going to put up a fight and look I've been successful a little bit with this zigzag here but in the second round you haven't seen it work as much of course we had the sweep last night up in Canada between Montreal and Winnipeg Carolina I think will get the money if Trocheck or they'll get at least a little bit of money if Trocheck and or Niederreiter return tonight. But that's why I'm waiting. But I think anything kind of in the one teen range on Tampa Bay is absolutely fair in this spot. I just don't know how Carolina makes those adjustments and Rod Brindamore gets them to stop this power play, which nobody's been able to figure out yet in the playoffs. I had a futures ticket on Carolina at 20 to one to hoist the cup. I was able to get off of it in game four. I bet the lightning in that game. I could just see it. Like you're talking about the power play dominance. This team looks like they are going to move on to win this series exactly four to one, about the same price as tonight's game at minus 120. Out here in the West, second round, game five between the Vegas Golden Knights and the Colorado Avalanche, 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern. This series is tied at two games apiece. Colorado returns home to the Mile High City, where they are favorites tonight, minus 145 on the money line, West, with a total of five and a half. What a difference a couple days makes, I guess, Brady, because this looked like, okay, after game one, which was expected, the Knights were off a seven-game series. They had no energy. Colorado was rested and absolutely took it to them seven to one. But if you look at the last three games, 
the Golden Knights have basically outplayed the Colorado Avalanche, mm-hmm. even though they didn't get that win in game two, and it was because VGK went too much, too many times in the penalty box, and that's why essentially they lost that game. So Colorado or Vegas, you look at games three and four, outscored the Colorado Avalanche eight to three and seven to two at even strength with the five on five for back to back wins. This is the first time we have seen Colorado look a little bit vulnerable. I think mm-hmm. uh, uh, the price is is going to be a little bit decompressed because now all of a sudden you're getting a little bit of believers in Vegas. And I don't want to necessarily overreact, but maybe we were a little bit too high on Colorado going into this series and kind of didn't give VGK enough credit. Keep in mind, this was 4-4 in the regular season. Obviously, Colorado had the tiebreaker edge and did win that president's trophy. So, And they led in terms of the metrics and all the stats in terms of five-on-five goal differential, expected goal rate, high danger chance rate, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So Colorado was the rightful favorite, but the Vegas Golden Knights, I don't think were necessarily an overwhelmed underdog. So, you know, this, if this number gets a little bit higher, I'll be interested in VGK. I think it's pretty much priced right there at that split with VGK only getting a dollar 30. So, you know, maybe I'll look and see if I can find props. I haven't done a lot of hockey props necessarily this year, but I want to get a little bit more on VGK here. This is the Colorado Avalanche because you want to give them their respect in the fact that they clearly were the best team in the National Hockey League this season. So how do they rebound now that their medal has been tested a little bit here? It's kind of gut check time for these guys. They've been steamrolling through about everybody. So I can see why Colorado has gotten a couple cent move on the opener, but I want to see a little bit more before I jump in on VGK. If I can get, you know, high dollar 30 or dollar 40 range, I'm in. I kind of agree with the pricing as far as the adjusted series price. Colorado's still a favorite at minus 140. I kind of have a feeling that they're going to go on and win here. That game five, it looked like Vegas, or game four rather, that was probably the peak performance I've seen out of the Knights. Can mm. they sustain that? That's the question for me. We will see what happens tonight between these two heavyweights. Up next, it's another heavyweight. Will Hill joins us right here on the Lombardi Line. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of it. Like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. 
So follow the campaign moment right now, wherever you're listening. or the Golden Knights into $100 with BetMGM. If either team scores a goal, just use the bonus code VEASAN100 when you sign up for the king of sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details and make sure you use the promo code VEASAN100. It's a new customer offer, paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. In Tennessee, 800-889-9789 and 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. The promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Will Hill now joins us on the program in his usual Tuesday spot. You can follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. Good morning to you, Mr. Hill. And I guess uh, one of your plays today, you're going back to the hardwood and you're expecting the 76ers to bounce back in game two. Yeah, I think, you know, we've seen this a lot where just people overreact to game one. I, I saw a lot of people kind of declaring the Hawks the winner for this series. I just think, look, the Lakers last year, they lost game one in the first two rounds. A couple years ago, the Raptors, they win the title. They were down one nothing to the Magic, down 2 nothing to uh, to the Bucks. I just think we overreact. We see this all the time. It's why the zigzag theory was invented. The team that loses game one, especially at home, they come out game two desperate, more intensity, and they put a number on the team that that won game one. And I expect that tonight behind the home crowd. I, I think a couple things. You got to limit Trey Young. I mean, I know it sounds easy, but you you know Simmons likes to declare himself the, the defensive player of the year. It's time we see it. I mean, you can't let the Hawks shoot 47 threes. Uh, making 20 threes is a bit of an aberration. So. I expect the defense to be a lot tighter. I don't think the, the Hawks will shoot the ball quite as well. And I expect the Sixers to win this game and to win it pretty comfortably here tonight. Will, in terms of your approach for the series, are you kind of just taking it game by game in terms of a betting approach here? Or are you interested in a little bit in this series price? that's now about $1.40, and I'm, I'm even seeing as low as $1.30 in some faraway places. So are you just kind of going to go game by game here? Or are you interested in that small discounted series price now in Philadelphia? I would be. I, I think I told you guys I had the Sixers 12-1 to 1 to win the East from before the year, which I was kind of penciling into the conference finals before all this Embiid stuff. So I've sat this one out in terms of the series just because I can, you know, if I get the, the Sixers into the conference finals, I can just hedge and make a nice little profit depending on what that series price will be. Man, the Nets have looked so good. I, I wonder if it'll be like a $253 favorite over whoever advances, probably more so if it's the Hawks. Brady, but, I'd rather uh, have Will's 12-1 to 1 there than my 5-1 to 1 that I got about a month and a half before the end of the regular season. So I'm kind of taking the same approach as well. Well, you know, same similar question here, Will, for the other series that gets underway this evening between the Clippers and the Utah Jazz. It looks like you like the series price as, a, as opposed to a game-by-game -game approach. But what about, you know, Utah is obviously a little bit rested here. The uh, Clippers come off of that seven-game series with Dallas. And you've got uh, in your notes here playing the Clippers at a plus price to win this series. What about waiting you know, it seems like they could very much lose this game tonight, and who knows, you might get plus 175, two to one to win the series after tonight. Usually it's Wes who steals my handicap. Man, I was going to make this great point about how they're <laughs> tired and you could take them after game one. I think it's a great approach. I just think the wrong team is favored in this series. I think this is a really bad matchup for the Jazz. Uh, they don't have that lockdown wing defender to deal with Kawhi, to deal with Paul George. The Clippers can play small, take Gobert away from the basket. There's not that penetrator. You know, Mitchell's a really good guard, but other than that, with Conley's health in question, there's not that guy that can break down the defense and kick to those open shooters. That, you know, they like to bomb a million threes, but if the Clippers are just going to hug the three-point line, there's, there's going to be more difficult to make. Uh, it doesn't sound good with Conley. Man, we're all going to be doctors by the end of these NBA playoffs with learning about uh, meniscus tears, groin strains, how long this takes, Harden, Conley. It's just, it's become so much of the handicap has become the injuries. But I think the wrong team's favorite here. I think the Clippers, 
you know, they basically won three elimination games, down 3-2, tied 3-3, and really that 2-0 uh, game that Friday night a couple weeks ago against the Mavs, if they lost that, they would have been out. I think they dodged the bullet, and I, I do think they'll beat the Jazz. I think this is a tough matchup for Utah here. Will, I'm with you in terms of the overall outlook of the series. I'm going to try to wait till after game one, simply because teams off game seven usually are only 40% to win game one the next round. But to your point, it's just getting the bet in. Sometimes we get a little cute in terms of trying to get a certain price or whatnot. But I am absolutely with you because I kind of look at this almost like an NCAA tournament scenario. When you've got a team that is one of the favorites, and then they kind of get their scare in that second round game. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, they look vulnerable. And then they come out and pound a team in the Sweet 16. So this may end up be what what happens, I think, at least uh, in the macro sense for the series. So I'm absolutely with you. But let me get your take on a series that started last night, and that was Denver against Phoenix. Phoenix, a great performance, really efficient offensively despite the fact that the pace was only at about 94 they get the win over the Denver Nuggets 122 to 105 game two line is already out for tomorrow it's now minus six total a little bit higher than the closer was last night at 222 what's your outlook going forward here in Nuggets uh, Suns well I got nervous for a second I thought we we're gonna have to talk about the Bucks, man I like the Bucks going into the series and I think you did too oh, you man, and me both we were trying Oof. to bury the lead there Will so that's oh, why we moved man. on to this one <laughs> I think the ranch has hit another three. Yes. Uh, it's, re- it's really impressive what the Nuggets have done, carrying this roster in the second round with Jokic, you know, with Campazzo, uh, Marcus Howard, who's a two-way player. Austin Rivers was out of the league. Really impressive to get by the Blazers. Bad loss for the Blazers in that series, in, in that game six. But this is too much for the Nuggets. The role players for Phoenix are just so much better. You know, the Bridges, the Crowders, the Aitons of the world. There's just a, a much deeper team. As long as you can keep Aiton out of foul trouble, not let Jokic absolutely destroy you, uh, the Suns are just a much better three-point shooting team. And I just thought that the Nuggets are in for a rude awakening because Portland was so bad defensively, it would, became a layup line for the Nuggets at times in that series. Remember, you know, five, I think five of the six games went over and some of them went way over. To me, the Suns are just much better defensively, much deeper, much more balanced team. They got the extra home game. Um, you know, I, I thought the Nuggets would win win games in this series. I picked it. Suns, Suns in six plus 350. I didn't think it would go seven. I didn't think it would be a sweep. I was torn between five and six. It, it might even go five. I think the Suns are better, and I think they're decidedly better. I, I would lay the points tomorrow. Will, obviously you like the Suns to advance in this series, and you like the Clippers to advance past the Utah Jazz. If it is indeed the Clippers and the Suns, who would you like in that matchup? Probably go with the Clippers, man. We're going to have some fresh blood no matter who gets in these finals. I don't think the last team to make a finals out of all these was the Nets in 03. If you're looking for a team that's won it all, it's it's going way back. So at least we're going to get some fresh blood. That would be an interesting series price. Then the Suns would have home court, so that would take the price down a little bit. I think the Clippers would be a slight favorite, and I would favor the Clippers. Look, you, you put this roster together, it's now or never. The Lakers are out. If you get to a final and you lose in six or seven games, you lose a heartbreaker to the Nets, you live with it, but... To me, the way the bracket is set up, all the picks you gave up for for Paul George, the way you built this team, you went all in. I think it's a must that they get to the finals. I would I would favor them over the Suns, and I kind of favor them to come out of the West at this point. What about uh, let's turn to the Diamonds here, Will? I know you've got a couple of plays in baseball today. I thought you were going to take the Cincinnati Reds, your team there. I, w- I was giving you the. Uh, the I well, I may end up betting the Cincinnati Reds, which I believe Will has done for this afternoon. Good pitching matchup. Two good teams that have won four in a row. Milwaukee now in first place. Will in the American League Central, or excuse me, the National League Central, and the Cincinnati Reds have also won four in a row. They're only four back of the Brew Crew, and you've got Adrian Hauser taking on. On Sonny Gray at Great American Ballpark, and Sonny Gray a slight favorite, about minus one thirty-five on the money line. Yeah, that was a Freudian slip by you, Brady. I think the three of us are old enough to remember when the Brewers were in the American League. <laughs> that's uh, right. That's right. I like the Reds. I think Hauser's been a little lucky. His numbers uh, with with men in scoring position versus men on base. I mean, he's really due for some regression. I think he's he's really gotten lucky pitching out of trouble. Gray's been good. The home run ball's bitten him a little bit. It's always tricky in that ballpark. It's so small. It, it, you're going to give up a few of them, but the rest of his numbers are pretty solid. I think the Reds have a much better lineup than the Brewers. I think Gray's the better pitcher, and, and I'll lay the short price. And you know, just from a big picture standpoint, I think with Flaherty out for the Cardinals, this, the Central's kind of there for the taking. I think the Brewers have the pitching to pull away. You know, they could definitely use another bat or two, but uh, this division's kind of there for the taking. I, I, I will go with the Reds here today, though. 
Will going to Mets and Orioles and a little bit surprised, at least on the early money, to see the Orioles get, getting uh, a little bit of the support here. Mets are about a dollar twenty in the overnights now, seeing them at about one ten, in between one ten and one fifteen. And David Peterson, it seems like he's been a little unlucky this year for the Mets. I know he's been rocked around and he got rocked in his last start, but five eighty nine on the ERA certainly not very impressive. But a three seventy on the xFIP, that's not bad. So that's over a two run difference when you look at that fielding independent pitching and I think you like the Mets here and I think I'm with you despite the fact that the money's going against us at least early on yeah I think you made all good points I think this is just a little cheap the Mets have shown you something I mean they got nothing out of Lindor Alonzo's been out he's back uh Conforto's out McNeil's out I made the joke earlier Tim Tebow didn't retire he might be hitting cleanup for this team uh <laughs> but they managed to win games they got like a six game lead in the loss column now it's a little misleading because they got a bunch of games to make up but nobody else in the division's over 500 uh they've done it with pitching they just this is kind of a gutty team Diaz hasn't had a nice bounce back year so I think Lindor can get going this is a nice you know the weather's getting warmer this is a nice spot to bounce back a small ballpark a hittable pitching staff. Maybe he gets going. It's unbelievable when you look at how good he is. His his numbers have been terrible. But I like the Mets here. I, I think they've got a little something cooking. you got to favor them to win that division. And uh, this price looks cheap to me. And to Will's point there, uh, when I was talking, I was on the show on the Green Zone with Dave Ross, who's a Mets fan. I was like, Billy McKinney wasn't even on the roster here a couple weeks ago. He got DFA'd, and now he's batting leadoff, and he's producing. He's keeping Albert Almora out of that leadoff spot. So I'm with Will here, Brady, on the Mets. Will, we've got a uh, kind of an odd golf tournament this week a golf course we've yeah, we never do. seen before let's skip to the u.s open do you have anybody oh. in pocket yet for tory pines no or or, or did no. you make a play this week no i was gonna ask you guys you guys have been on fire i mean congrats on Kokrak. congrats on cantley i had sergio first round a few weeks ago so we've all been doing pretty good what about luke list or harold varner i know varner seems to never win is at 35 40 to 1 is he worth a shot i bet both those guys this week will so oh, man, i'm with you go. on those two luke list Cash has it. the course record at this course the Congaree in South Carolina. All right, my man, enjoy it. We'll talk again next week. See who you like for the U.S. Open. VEASAN.com slash subscribe. See you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Will. That is Will Hill. One hour in the books here. We'll come back. We'll talk a little NFL and get deeper into the Tuesday baseball card on the Lombardi line. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.